Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Gab, Gitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, has everything you might want or need to know about the show from my books that you can buy in physical, soft cover, or digital form. Our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. And our behind the scenes content on Patreon. You can also find our full show archive on the website where you can listen for free. There's also a link to plug that archive into your podcast player or search the show on any podcast player, and you should be able to find The Secret Teachings. If you want to get rid of the monetization of the show so you don't have to listen to those annoying outside advertisements, subscribe today. You get access to the full show archive, the same as the free one. You just don't have the monetized ads. You'll also get the montages. You'll get a private RSS feed. You'll get access to the show before it airs when it's pre-recorded. And you'll get access to read and download all of my digital books, which I think are pretty much the cost of, of, of the whole subscription for a year to get access to those huge books, buy them separately or get the digital copies as part of your subscription. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, when you grab a water filter, especially when you buy a book or subscribe, you support the secret teachings, you keep us on air, and you allow us to do what we do Monday through Friday, five nights a week, right here on The Fringe FM. For those of you who have listened to this show for any amount of time, you may have heard me mention that the show has been on air for over 10 years, going back to 2009, 2010. I did my first speaking on radio about 12 years ago this fall. I've done professional radio for about six years now. So there were about six years of trying to figure out what the hell I was doing started out at a college radio station. A friend of mine who ran that station, he later died in a car wreck. And I remember that so vividly because both of us were fans of Representative Ron Paul, who was running for president. And we were going to go see Dr. Paul at an event in Orlando. And my friend didn't end up making it. And I got to meet Dr. Paul and talk to him just a little bit. And I was so excited to tell my friend, he was a little bit older than I was, so excited to tell my friend, and I called him and called him and texted him, and I said, hey, I just met Dr. Paul. Where were you? What, what's going on? And I, I found out that he actually died in a car crash that afternoon after he left the radio station in the morning. And that was, I mean, I was friends with him, but I wasn't friends with him for more than maybe a year or so. So although it was heavy for me to deal with that, 
It wasn't like, you know, knowing somebody for, for 10, 15 years. Uh, so it was sad. He was a good friend to me and he was the driving uh, force, the factor in what allowed me to get into radio because after he passed away, they asked me at the radio station if I wanted to continue the show. And I said, hell yeah, I want to continue the show. And then I thought after I said, hell yeah, I want to continue the show, what the hell am I going to talk about? I have no idea. I was just a co-host who at the time I was in film school and I was reading books on physics and sci-fi for fun and playing a lot of basketball and I didn't know anything about anything. I was reading The Biggest Secret by David Icke. I had purchased that book and I was reading a book on Atlantis and I'd actually bought Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages, one of the first books I bought because I just wanted to read. I just wanted to learn. I was really interested in aliens and I was interested in what happened on 9-11. Just had an open mind. I started reading and learning and when I had to take over that radio show, I started to find uh, interesting books and I just thought, okay, well, let's just talk about this symbol today. Let's just talk about the pyramids. What are the theories on how the pyramids were built? Now, this was like 10 years or so ago. And I got good enough at it that the station would call me on occasion and say, hey, we have someone who called out of their show. Can you cover it? So I would come in and I would cover the show. And uh, the pyramid topic was actually one of those topics. I got my first taste of what I don't know if there's another word except trolling. I guess that's the word we could use. But I picked up a book and I went into the station. It was a Wednesday earlier in the morning. Normally, I did my show 6 to 8 a.m. This was like an 11 a.m. show. So I thought, okay, this is the first introduction anybody's had to my show. I need to do something interesting. So I did a show on the pyramids of Egypt. I say pyramids, you know, there's pyramids all over Mesoamerica, China. So these were the pyramids in Egypt. And then also, you know, talking about how there's pyramids all over the, all over the planet, under the water, on mountains, it's all over the place. So I did this show and I had this guy call in and he just said, you're wrong. And I said, excuse me, wrong about what? He said, the pyramids, you're wrong. And I said, well, what am I wrong about? I'm just talking about the different theories. He said, you're wrong. I'm a professor. You're wrong. And, and then it was, that was like the end of the call. And that was the first time I think I was really exposed to that kind of antisocial, egotistic, narcissistic behavior. And it turns out the guy that called in was a professor at the university, Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. We actually I know have a lot of listeners down there in that Winter Park, Orlando area. And uh, that, that college... Um, they ended up promoting this guy, or I don't know if he tried to get the job, but he got the job as the general manager of the radio station we were on. And it took, I don't know, maybe about four or five months, something like that, for him to craft this, uh, this method to get rid of us. We had the longest running show there, minus one or two other shows, a friend of mine who did radio. And he, he started telling us that he heard things on our show that weren't there, like cursing, we were, we were not cursing. He heard, you know, things on the show that were slanderous. And I said, well, how is it slanderous if I'm reading it from this article? He said he heard things on the show where I was playing clips of presidents, for example, in, in an earlier show montage introduction I had. And he said, that's copyright. And I said, well, I mean, maybe if it was in a movie, I mean, I was going to film school, so I, I knew what was fair use. And I had a copy of the SEC's, you know, rules and regulations 
And I said, it's, it's fair use if it's a public official, if it's a president, a congressperson, if it's an elected representative, it's fair use unless, you know, it was used in a movie and they did something crafty to the audio to make it distinct to that movie, then maybe that would be copyright infringement. But otherwise, it's, it's fair use. And this guy would just tell us he's not a lawyer, so he can't get to firm it, but he's pretty sure, so we need to stop doing what we're doing. He just didn't like what we were talking about. And uh, he was also this guy, he was, a, he was an older guy, he was probably like in his late 50s, 60s, he would sit in his car and he would wait to hear what we had to say in the morning, then come in and like, he basically tried to get us removed from the station and find a reason to get us removed. And long story short, we ended up getting kicked off the station because he claimed that we were doing things that we weren't actually doing. Longer story short, my good friend Mike D, who was on the show last night, that show is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info if you missed it. Mike D was, was there the day that we got booted and banned. We actually got banned, not just booted. We got banned from the station. They were going to call the police if we came back. And I mean, I, as honest as I can possibly be, I promise you, we did nothing but do our radio show. And it was so offensive to this general manager and to a handful of other people at the college who would actually threaten to kill us coming in to do the show and this was new for me you know i'm just learning like what's sacred geometry what what why are these pyramids all over the planet i was just asking you know ancient alien style questions right like what if i was just asking questions i was learning and people were threatening to kill me at a college radio station at six o'clock in the morning it actually got so bad the security said for liability reasons we have to like escort you to your car because these psychopaths at this university wanted to kill me for talking about pyramids at 6 a.m. That was my first taste of progressivism because this was a very liberal college. Uh, The president of the school was actually friends with Barack Obama. And so I started to learn very quickly, especially after Barack Obama became president, that people that were conservative, you know, they they didn't they, they, they cared about they didn't care about war until Barack Obama became president. And then all the Democrats that hated war, they they started to be pro war once Obama became. And I was just like, these people are so hypocritical. Polit- political people are hypocritical. People that are into U- UFOs and ancient mysteries are hypocritical. Everybody, people are threatening to kill you. It's it's a talk radio show. We're talking about like a news story, like an ancient temple. It, it, it like I'm talking about the flower of life. What is so offensive about this stuff? Well, it was offensive enough to get us kicked off and banned from the network. And we actually got banned from the. We weren't even allowed to come on the property anymore. And we were told by the by the previous GM that we had of all the shows there, we were in like the top three for listenership for 91.5 FM WPRK. You can, you can check it out if you're interested. They actually bulldozed the station and they redid it digitally. And so it's, it's gone, you know, from what, what it used to be. They they changed it, redid the whole thing. So we got kicked off there and we were trying to figure, and this at the time I was, I was close to being homeless because I could not get a job anywhere. And uh, film school was was pretty much over, and we were there at the station a couple of years. So uh, Mike D. reached out to Keith Rowland of the Dark Matter Radio Network. And Keith Rowland selected our show out of, I believe it was two dozen, 24, 25, 26 shows, to be on Art Bell. He couldn't, I think there was a legal reason they couldn't call it the Art Bell Network. So they called it Keith Rowland's DMRN, Dark Matter Radio Network, which is still active. I just don't know. I don't think they're doing as well as they were. So we were picked to be on there, and that was that was a big step. 
and I didn't think I'd ever do radio again, and I was just starting to get into it and learn things, and so we got onto Dark Matter Radio Network because of Mike D. I always give him credit for that. We got on there, and they were like, uh, you know, the Burns from, you know, the History Channel, the, 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 uh, 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 the Burns uh, couple. From I was like, was he on UFO Hunters? And uh, his wife was on the, on the network, and Jimmy Church was on there, and Michael Vera was on there, who did L&M Late Night in the Midlands. And uh, there were a whole bunch of other people on there. People like um, oh, the Mallard Report. Uh, Mallard was on there as well. Some of you might remember the Mallard Report. I think he still does his show, by the way. So we, had, we, we met all these people that were some great, some not so great. And then we started to learn about what it was really like to be in radio and especially to be behind the scenes in late night radio. Like I knew who Art Bell was. And I knew Coast to Coast, and it's not like I grew up from my, my high chair listening to Art Bell, but once I got into radio, I was listening to Art Bell reruns of shows, and I was listening to Coast to Coast on occasion. I, I never really could stand Coast that much, but I listened to Coast to Coast on occasion. And Early on in the Dark Matter radio days, I was actually invited to be on Fade to Black, and I was on Fade to Black. It was 2013-14. I mean, I if I had, you know, a hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, I'd say I'll give you five hundred dollars if you can find that show. I was on Fade to Black with Jimmy Church in like 2013, 2014. Because we were all on the network on Dark Matter trying to cross our shows so we could promote each other, and that was beneficial to the network. So I was on that one time. And uh we continued to do radio. We had bigger and bigger guests on. We continued to grow. And then we started learning about Jimmy Church on Dark Matter Radio and how he, without informing the network, he decided to take his show, which at the time, his show was the number one show on the network. And then my show, The Secret Teachings, which I changed the name to The Secret Teachings in 2013. The Secret Teachings and Late Nights in the Midland, along with Jimmy Church were the top shows for the week, according to Keith Rowland. At least that's what he told us. We we were the Jimmy Church, Fade to Black, Late Night in the Midlands with Michael Vare, and then the Secret Teachings. I think was like three. So we were we were doing really good on the network. Even I mean, Keith would even email us and say, even your reruns are doing better than most of the primetime shows. So we were doing really good, and we were building something. And then Jimmy Church shook hands with George Norrie, literally, and. Uh, without really informing anybody, stabbed the network in the back and just kind of bailed out. And then there was a time period where he said, well, no, I'm not going to go to Coast. I'm going to stay on Dark Matter. And then he ended up leaving entirely. And in between that, I had said, that's kind of slimy, Jimmy. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of a slime ball move to, to, to kind of rip the network off like this, get a bunch of attention and fame, and then just jump ship to Coast to Coast. That's really, I mean, I guess in the real world, that's, how you professionally boost your boost yourself, but I would say that's really that's unprofessional. It's just it's just wrong. I thought it was wrong, so I called Jimmy Church out on that, and then Jimmy Church went and cried to Keith Rowland, and Keith Rowland demanded, despite the fact that he was just stabbed in the back, demanded that I apologize to Jimmy Church, which I refused to do. I said I'm not apologizing. It's a it's a factual statement. So Jimmy Church ended up leaving the network. It was me and Michael and a few other people on the network, and then I was asked to start censoring my show. Don't talk about human trafficking. Don't talk about 
people like Jeffrey Epstein don't talk about, which now we know Epstein didn't kill himself. We were talking about that kind of stuff, you know, years and years and years and years ago. And those were the reasons that we were eventually censored completely. Keith Rowland would start pulling our show from air if he heard something like that, even if it was a mainstream news article. I remember the story. A radio host in Florida got busted with some kind of like child porn. And because I covered that story, which was a mainstream, and I was in Florida, so it was even a local story, Keith pulled my show from air and said, I have to listen to your show fully. And if you don't allow me to edit it, I'm going to have to remove it entirely from the network. Because this is slanderous, it's libel, the stuff that you're saying. And I said, well, it's not, you're not libel if it's true. And you're certainly not libel if I'm reading it from, I don't know, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News. If I'm reading it from like news sources, you're definitely not libel. I'm just reading what a news source is reporting. So... And I mean, we would speculate on things, but that's that's how you you're discussing a news story. So long story short, dark matter radio. We got booted off there because we quote refused, we refused to allow Keith Rowland to censor our show. And the word came down from Art Bell to do the same. The final email I got was signed Keith Rowland and Art Bell. They did not want us to cover that topic, and the one reason they told us was because Art Bell's son had at one point been molested, and um, they didn't like that very much. So Mike D., who was still on with us on occasion, uh, Mike fired off an email to them. And at our, you know it was a little bit earlier on. We were actually invited to come back to the original college radio station because they fired that GM. And we said, no, 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 we've got a better setup now. So good things do come out of bad situations. And then similar thing happened on Dark Matter. I remember Mike, Mike's a hothead, so Mike fired off. I mean, I am too. He fired off an email to Dark Matter. And he's like, you guys, because Keith Rowland told us, besides the censorship, he's like, your show just isn't paranormal enough. And I said, last night we were talking, Keith, about blood rituals and summoning demons. I don't know what isn't paranormal about that. So Mike D fires off an email. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Keith, you've got like 10 Bigfoot shows on this network, okay? Bigfoot is is played out. Bigfoot is done. Bigfoot should be retired. Let's talk about something else. And that, of course, really pissed Keith off. And then also, you know, people think for some reason I'm a Republican. I thought it was funny. Keith Rowland actually got mad at me on that network because he said he said that he heard my show and he heard me say that people who voted for George Bush were stupid. <laughs> and so he's like, I just can't have you making fun of conservatives and I can't have you, you know, not talking about paranormal things and then talking about child trafficking. And, and so they kicked me off. And I, I mean, it's their network, fine, but we made an agreement. This is what we discuss when we come on the network. And then it was censor this, censor this. You don't have proof of this. So I'd provide proof. And then he'd say, well, that's still not proof. We still don't talk about it. I mean, from genetically modified mosquitoes, which is common knowledge now, to human trafficking, which is common knowledge now, we were discussing all that. So then we get booted from Dark Matter. And Michael Vera, who was on Dark Matter, he ended up getting removed too. He ended up leaving and he invited us over to L&M. And we were on L&M for about five years, and everything was great. And then Art Bell, who's back on radio, he starts to introduce this lady, Heather Wade. Maybe it's his daughter. Maybe it's his lover. It's probably his daughter. And he introduces her and builds her up. It's actually Art Bell and Heather Wade that come up with the idea, Art, and then to Heather, and then to social media, to storm Area 51. That's where the original idea came from. 
And Heather Wade, she takes over for Art Bell. And then after he dies, she kind of has a breakdown. The show is called The Kingdom of Nye. And she brings it to Late Night in the Midlands L&M. Now, I'm a hothead. Mike D., my friend and co-host, is a hothead. I've calmed myself down. And the owner of L&M, Michael Vera. You know, Michael Vera, I don't think he'd be offended by me saying he's a little bit of a hothead. So he invited Heather over to the network because he thought, and rightfully so, Michael was not wrong. He thought, well, this is going to bring an immense amount of traffic and it's going to be great for the network. And he's right, it did. But then there were some people that were infiltrating L&M, people that were hacking, people that were stealing, people that were threatening, people that were the same people behind incorporating Heather Wade and Art Bell, that saga, that drama into the network. And I ended up getting kicked out of my slot for Heather Wade. And then I was lied to, not by Michael Vera, but by the, by the other people running the network, that they never kicked me out of that slot and they want me to come back to it. And that's only because Heather Wade stopped doing radio again. And then they invite me to come back and then they kicked me off again out of that slot because she decided to come back. And I said, this is really unprofessional. You can't you treat somebody like this. Okay, I've been here for five years. You're going to treat me like that? You know, you're going to do me like that? That's, that's wrong. And Michael Vare was involved in his show and his network. And then um, after that, I got booted from Dark Matter. And it was Joe Roop who picked me up on the Fringe FM, which acted as a lifeboat. And now we, you know, we have exploded in listenership and support, which is wonderful. I thank you all so much. And so you get into these connections between late night radio show hosts and all the drama and the backstabbing. By the way, Jimmy Church, when he went on to Coast to Coast, he had to create that whole Malibu UFO base for publicity. I know that for sure. There's no Malibu UFO base. It's publicity. It's a publicity stunt. So we could know Jimmy Church is now going to be hosting Coast to Coast sometimes. So this whole story of L&M and the secret teachings and dark matter, it's, a, it's an interesting story, and it's, it's a story of caution. And it also exposes a strange thread within fields of ufology and the paranormal that's rampant with crime, that's rampant with fraud, abuse, theft, doxing, and deceit. Some of you, I hope, that this small brief introduction was enough to get you ready for the next part of tonight's broadcast. For those of you who already know part of this story, I think you're really going to enjoy tonight. We have Michael Vera, former operator of L&M WCET. And now he does his show once a week, Monday. He lost L&M. He's going to be with us tonight to talk about everything that happened, both with his network, my show, and his show, and other things in the radio world. It's something I don't think that you want to miss. It's going to be a really fascinating and interesting conversation tonight. Michael Vera coming up here on The Secret Teachings with me, your host, Ryan Gable, in just a moment. Gable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. We'll be back. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoyed the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from davidike.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. You are tuned into the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever and wherever you are listening. Segment number two tonight. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and on Twitter at TST double underscore radio. You can also find our full show archive, all of our shows at www.thesecretteachings.info. Now, for those of you who might have listened to The Secret Teachings more than a few times, maybe those of you go back many, many years into the old, old archive of The Secret Teachings, the days of dark matter radio, going back even further when this show was at a college radio station. We've told the story many, many times. It's not just our history here on The Secret Teachings, but a number of other radio shows and radio networks and people that are household names and people that aren't household names. We've been through quite a bit here on this show, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And over the years, things that were perceived at the time as being bad turned out to be good. Some things that we thought were good turned out to be bad, but we have really climbed our way out of, a, uh, out of an amateur position into professional radio. 
And I want to thank all of you who have supported this show over the years to allow us to do that and to allow us to do what we do five nights a week here on The Secret Teachings. Over the years, as I said, when we started out on college radio, we ended up getting kicked off of that college radio station because what we discussed was considered too controversial. Later, they actually asked us to come back after they kicked us off because they got rid of the manager who wanted us booted. And we ended up staying off that network, 91.5 FM WPRK. We moved to Dark Matter Radio, where our show was selected with a handful of others. I think there were 25 or so to be on the Keith Rowland slash Art Bell Network. And that's where we met people like Jimmy Church. That's where we met people like Michael Vera. And most of you probably remember Michael Vera from L&M, because when Dark Matter Radio kicked us off the air, also for controversial subject matter, and uh, not wanting us to discuss things like human trafficking and things like Jeffrey Epstein long before he didn't kill himself, we were actually asked to come on to another radio network, LNM, which was run by Michael Vera, late night of the Midlands. I'm sure you remember Michael Vera and LNM. And after a while there, about five years, we ended up on Fringe.fm or the Fringe FM with Joe Roop. So that is a history of the secret teachings and where we've been, where we've come from. And I'm not sure if there's something going on in the radio world or people are just interested, but I've been asked quite a bit recently by those of you listening, what happened to the L&M radio network? What happened to Michael Vera? What happened to the Neelys who used to kind of run that network? And there's a, a long history here, something that, you know, I could tell the story myself or I could get Michael Vera on the broadcast to discuss what happened with L&M and to discuss what happened with the Neelys and even the secret teachings and people like Heather Wade. Remember the Heather Wade saga with Art Bell? Well, all of that was orbiting around the L&M radio network where we were at the time before we bounced over to the Fringe FM. And for those of you who don't know this story, I think you'll find it interesting. For those of you who do, I think you'll probably find it even more interesting because you might learn some stuff tonight. I think I'll learn some stuff tonight that I did not know otherwise. So without further ado, Michael Vera from L&M joining us on The Secret Teachings. Michael, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and night to join us on the broadcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Ryan. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I was uh, kind of laughing in the background. I heard some of the names like the Heather Wade. <laughs> what a, what a, boy, I'll tell you what, what a trip that was. Heather Wade, <laughs> uh, the Neelys. We had some good people like Ira Robinson. We had a lot of good yeah, times. You, we had we, there were some bad times. There were there's a little bit of bad blood here or there. I don't know. We, we should address that first, or what we should do. Where, where would you like to go with it? Um, yeah, we could address that first. Sure. I mean, you know, there there was uh, with L and M. You know, it's that it was my baby for a while, and I made the biggest mistake by uh, well, once Ira stepped down because uh, you know he had other things going on. He was great. I mean, you, you couldn't find a better person to run your network, and he he was awesome. And once he stepped down, uh, you know, he had introduced me to the Neelys. Oh, good God, man! And so, you know, I I got fooled by that. Of course, it's a lot of work running a network, so um, I was certainly open to letting them help me. Um, and it wasn't long after that they really just started infiltrating horribly taking it over causing problems between hosts such as us um you know and uh just just 
it was a nightmare. And so long story short on that, I, I just decided it was time to pull the plug on it. I just felt like there was too much infiltration in the LNM network and, uh, you know, and I couldn't clean it up without just pulling the plug. So I, I, first um, of all, I want to agree with you. Ira, Ira was a godsend for myself yeah. off air on air. Ira was a really great guy. I still talk to him once in a while. Ira Robinson, uh, he used to do a radio show as well. He writes a lot of books now. Uh, but before we go any further, we should probably preface by by saying that L and M was on air for how many years? Uh, almost fifteen. Almost That's quite made a bit it of 15. time. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of time. Consistency, so, consistency in radio is a, a really important thing. I remember Art Bell actually told you that that was the one thing that you hung your cap on. I remember. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> it wasn't until I got over on Dark Matter. Uh, that I discovered just how dirty things get, you know, behind the scenes. I don't think people have any idea how nasty it can get uh, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, in my case, it was just, you know, I put too much trust in the wrong hands and uh, and it came back to bite me. Uh, you know, I was trying to focus on my show and not, you know, the network takes a, long, a, lot, a lot of work as I'm sure your folks at the fringe know. And, uh, you know, you if you don't have the right people, Man, it go downhill real quick. It, it's <laughs> you're definitely right about this. This running a radio network, just from what I know about the fringe, and I knew listening and talking to you when we did radio together on L and M. Running a radio network is beyond overwhelming. So, to to your credit, you know, with what you had to go through, um, it's a lot of people have said that you know, and and I've we've we've all said things good and bad about each other, uh, not yeah. just you and I. But I, again, I really want to get this out of the way first because people have said a lot of things about you. And I, I want to say, like, I understand where people's sentiment is coming from. I have no hard feelings for you now, Michael. But I, I understand that um, for you to be able to acknowledge that you made th- those few mistakes with, with the network, uh, with the Neelys in particular, it, it, it takes a lot to be able to admit that, especially when you're on air for 15 years and then these people come in, you make a mistake and they tear down the whole thing. That has to be gut-wrenching. It was, it was really gut gut wrenching. And, you know, I noticed a problem when, you know, uh, just the, the cash flow, you know, just not only slowed down, it just stopped. I mean, so now I found out that, you know, donate buttons were being, uh, directed to them, you know, the Neelys and not me, uh, you know, and they were like, just, it was just like a total takeover. And then they started this, this studio B crap. And uh, I don't know who they were trying to be like uh, <laughs> Revolution Radio or something with their Studio A and Studio B. I don't know. But uh, that was ridiculous, too, because you had the same network basically shows competing against each other on the same network, which I didn't think was a good idea. Uh, but you couldn't get nothing through that guy's thick skull. He just, you know, he wouldn't listen. And so then, you know, finally, I found out about him being a woman beater. And, uh, that kind of did it for me. I, I told him, you know, look, I, I just, I can't have you here no more, but, but, but I didn't even get into the, uh, switching of the donate buttons and all that. I was going to just going to leave that all alone and just end it. And of course the guy went psycho and uh, for people, continued stalking. for people yeah. that don't know that. So the Neely's, they ran a publishing company and then they, like Ira Robinson, they just weren't a, a, a good couple like like Ira and his wife were. They came in and offered their services to the network. 
Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, there's several hosts, myself included, who uh, had uh, a book published with them. And, I mean, totally got screwed out of it. Uh, you know, I've never seen a dime on it, although it's still selling, which is amazing. But, uh, you know, and, and it's like I, I think they use the network uh, basically, obviously, for their own gain. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, I, I guess I could say I let it happen because, you know, I was blind to it and, you know, I should have been more involved, but, uh, uh, you know, so it is what it is. I, I did close it down and I then started WCET, which that was going fine too. And I decided, I said, look, if, if we can't get people, if people don't want to go live, the hell with it. I'm not loading shows no more for no one. I just wanted to focus on my show. And of course that started growing again. And, uh, then I, uh, Dr. Rand, who is a good friend of mine, uh, he, uh, he offered me someone services, a woman that he knew she was a marketer and, uh, she was going to come in and help market and do all these things. And, you know, and, uh, he thought she'd be a good fit. She wanted to advertise and I could use the help. So I, we, we traded off, you know, Next thing you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I I, I don't want to say bad things about her. I mean, I think she 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 tried hard. She she did well, but there was something I don't know. She was kind of paranoid. Like she she thought everybody was in cahoots with Neely. It was like you know, oh, Doctor Rand is, uh, Surf is, or this guy. And it's basically causing division again. Here we go again. And so uh, she suggested I get partners. And so I thought, okay, well, she's professional marketer she must know what she's talking about so we went llc we made it an actual business i brought in rascala who you know um i brought in uh this uh, dude tim and uh michael bayhaus now this These is guys, this uh, is for wcet when you started that yeah yeah this is for wcet now and so i brought them in as partners and, uh, well, the whole time, well, I don't know about the entire time, but pretty, uh, a pretty good part of the time, one of the partners was already planning making his own network and he had my marketing lady helping him do that. She's doing this behind my back. I mean, it's just, it was another one of those deals. So, um, what was the know, time? And then in the end, uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike, what was the time frame of this too? What, what year was this? This was 2020. Uh, well, I started it, yeah, 2020, and it went through 2021. Okay. So it made it made it a couple of years, just about. And uh, so Rascala ended up actually uh, going off with uh, the the three partners I had actually went off on their own, made their own network, and uh, and they're still doing that. Uh, they wanted to. Uh, you know, everything from sell airtime to this and that. And I just didn't want to get into all that business aspect again. And so uh, we didn't see eye to eye. And I think the uh, marketing lady said, plus Neely was going after these guys like crazy because they were working with me. Still, and I think that's what happened. Still, They in, couldn't handle it. In 2021, yeah. the Neelys were, or I'm not sure about Katie, but Daryl Neely, who had infiltrated your network and taken your PayPal donation and rerouted it to his account, that this guy was still going after you guys in 2021, just about a year ago. Still, yeah, still was. Matter of fact, he would still be on me, except for uh, on January 6th, he decided to go into the Capitol <laughs> in D.C. 
And uh, he figured he'd walk through there smoking some blunts and taking pictures, selfies, and posting them on social media. And uh, and he stole the police officer's uh, coat and hat and some china he stole out of there. And so I think right now, I think he's like a bird in a cage somewhere because I haven't heard from him, well, which see, is a good thing. Somebody, somebody actually messaged me on Facebook. Actually, two people messaged me. One was on Facebook. One was an email and this was maybe a year ago, and they asked me, they said, did you know that Daryl Neely got arrested at the Capitol? And I had to think for a second, Daryl Neely, oh, oh, the Neelys. And someone asked me if I, if I had heard that and if I knew anything more about it, and I thought, I haven't thought of those people for years. I didn't know they were still around, but I did see that he got, he got arrested. He stole a police officer's hat. He stole things from the Capitol. That guy was, yeah, that guy he, was mentally he, ill. Absolutely. Oh, he, he is. He absolutely is. As a matter of fact, the FBI got a hold of me. Uh, I spoke with the FBI for probably three hours one day. Um, they wanted to know everything that he's been doing to me. They wanted to know, you know, what I thought of his mental status. And I told them, well, you know, a guy who doxes, like he, he was doxing my grandchildren, their schools that they go to. He was like, I know where your grandchildren go to school. So I told the FBI, you know, Someone is doing that. He's probably, you know, I'm, I fear that maybe he's getting this police uniform so he can get children to trust him. I mean, I don't know. It's it was a thought. So, <laughs> but uh, but so WCT went down the tubes now, and uh, I'm really I'm I'm kind of done with the whole network thing. I mean, I have right now. I call it the VARA network, but I mean, it's only me and a couple other guys on it, and it could stay that way forever, and I'll be happy. So, so, so L&M, 15 years, WCET a few years, and now you're sort of doing your own thing with, with uh, Vera. Yeah, now I'm doing my own thing. I, You know, the funding dried up. Uh, YouTube, of course, you know how they changed uh, once Trump became president. Uh, they changed, and uh, they, they started cracking down on everybody. Well, I lost a lot of money when they did that because I had, uh, I had a couple companies who ran my show they got they got to edit them and make them fancy and, and play them on their their channels. They're paying me good money to do it, you know. And once YouTube came after me, they also went after them and started you know taking down all the the shows. So you know that so I lost a lot there. Then of course with all the drama with the Neelys and everything else, you know people get tired of that. And so uh, you know it's uh, uh, the the money kind of dried up and. As you know, you know, it, it takes money to, to be on the air, even just a little bit, you know, it's, it takes something. And so I had to go back to work, which I'm fine with. Um, so I, but I do my show, uh, one night a week now, uh, Monday nights. I'm thinking about picking up a second night, but I don't know yet. We'll see. I'm, I'm 50 years old now. So, you know, <laughs> you, you stuck a lot of your life in, into radio networks and into radio. I mean, it has to be just who you are now. That's for me. That's how it is. 10 years of this. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's, it's, I get the itch all the time. I mean, even at work, I mean, I'm preaching the, the, the word here about what's going on and, you know, this whole thing, oh, this COVID thing. And it's just, it, you know, everything we talked about for years, it, here it is. It's come to, to be. I mean, we're there. Uh, we're about to. We're about to have a lot of problems, a lot more problems than we have right now. 
So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about tonight. We, we discussed the Neelys a little bit. I, I do want to discuss Heather Wade. We talked about the network. I, later on, we'll, we'll get into some. Is she still around? Yeah, well, she, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for the next, the next segment. But, yeah, she's, she's sort of still around. People have been messaging me about her, too. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. Uh, what about right. what about the last frequency? Because that was a show that you and I used to do together on Wednesdays, I believe it was. I've seen some promos for that here or there. Was that part of WCET? Uh, actually, no. I when I closed down uh, WCET, I also closed down. I I quit late night in the Midlands. I figured I started thinking maybe it's time to rebrand. Uh, maybe it's time to, you know, rather than have a show dedicated to one area, the mm-hmm. Midlands, uh, maybe, you know, I remember you and I, we did the last frequency. I love that show name and I thought, well, why not bring it back? So that's what I did. And, uh, and so far so good. Uh, it's been, it's been all right. So that's what you're doing Monday nights now. Yeah. Well, Monday night's the last frequency. And you know, the first show I, I reminded people that uh, you and I used to do, uh, the last frequency. Remember that, uh, nutcase doctor stole the domain from us. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> well, another story. That's another story that we, yeah, we, we definitely share that history. What was, what was that guy's name? Uh, doc, uh, Dr. Nuchitelli. We called him, uh, I think, Nutitelli. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nuchitelli. Yeah. He made all these promos for the seat. Well, he did it for your show too, but he did these promos for the secret teachings. And then when I would use them, he would claim copyright on them and try to get my promos taken down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get shows taken down. Uh, you get websites taken down. He was. I'm. Where do these people come from, man? I just. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know, but I remember that guy. He had a whole blog site or something where he wrote uh, a blog about you and I, and uh, how we were. I don't know what he. I mean, there was a lot of stuff about trolling. I think he claimed that you. Yeah. I don't remember all the details, but he had a blog where he he. Ex- he explicitly named you and I in this blog and just went, I don't even know what we did. We were just doing paranormal radio and this guy was, was nuts. Definitely a nut of telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all I did was tell him that I didn't, I wasn't going to have him back on the show because he kept getting on talking about, Oh, I do shrooms. I did shrooms. I used to do cocaine. I was like, okay, well I don't need that. So, and, and then he kept telling me who would get rid of Peter Kling, get rid of this one. So I told him, look, let me do my thing. You do your thing. We could be friends, but we don't need to do the radio. He didn't like that. Some people can't take rejection. Man. No, this guy, this guy was like a, a like a, like a really, really, uh, like a girl who's not really good at relationships. And so she sleeps with you once and she's like, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now. That's what this guy was kind of yeah. like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That would describe him perfectly. You know, he sold that iPredator website. He sold that whole concept. And to this day, whoever owns it, um, they still have, he's making money off his tools that are sold online. And he uses me, Dr. Horowitz, Sherry Kane, who passed away now. Uh, and uh, I think you're still on there too. And, oh, uh, you okay. know, I didn't know that. Radio show trolls. And yeah, he's, if I, I talked to a lawyer once, and the lawyer said if I wanted to go forward, it'd be so easy to sue him because he's making money off our names. The Eye Predator. I remember that name now, the Eye Predator, yeah. So what? what yeah. this was another guy kind of like Daryl Neely. This guy was, um, he, was it him or was it Horowitz that made the, they made a documentary about you and I. Remember that documentary? 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that. Doc, oh, that was um, what's his name there? Uh, that nutcase. Oh, the oh, who, oh, the, uh, the, the 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 beam guy. Was it something? Was his website something? Beam dismantled the beam or? No, no, yeah, something like that. He he was he was a buddy with Nuchatelli there. Uh, oh God, his name slips me. He passed away too. He asked me. Um, he he asked me one time. He said because he was a listener of the show. He said, "Would you like me to to you know read a draft of one of your original books?" Because I I had just got into publishing. I didn't know anything about anything, and so I I gave him the draft. And then he used the draft to claim I was spreading false information by telling people he would take screenshots of it's a draft. And he would say that Ryan spelt this word wrong. Ryan used this date instead of this date. And uh, he's a fraudster. I remember that. He was sending you long, long emails like essays about how, you know, uh, he can help you rewrite your books and all this other stuff. He's got all the answers. He knew all the information. You didn't. I can tell you this. I, I wrote three more books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. They're professionally published now, and I do self-publishing, and they are immensely better than anything that the Neelys did, which, by the way, I never saw a dime out of those publishing contracts either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a total screw job. And, you know, I look, I take the loss. It's just... Uh, My mistake, know, too. I, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, believe me, I made police report after police report. I contacted FBI. I contacted the FCC. You have no idea what I did to try to get this guy to get a life and get me out of his. And uh, it took, I knew if he got enough rope, he'd hang himself. And that's what he did. I hope they gave him a lot of time. Well, he's probably. I told the FBI that he was probably looking for Pelosi. I'd watch out for him. <laughs> he's probably in a DC jail cell. He might. He might have been one of the few people arrested that day who rightfully should have been arrested, but maybe for other reasons. Exactly. Like I said, uh, this he he went in there, you know, as, as posing as, "Hey, I'm here for freedom, and I'm here for you guys, all you listeners." And then he goes in and he steals. In my opinion, you're there for your own selfish reasons. Well, good, good, nothing to do with it. Good freedom. thing he didn't beat up on anybody like a police officer or anybody else like he did his wife, because that would have been real bad. Yeah, that would have been horrible. And uh, you know, the FBI told me they were they were actually they're working on that to, that case too. Uh, it involves me. I haven't heard back from them, so you know they said chances are he was going to get some time. They couldn't tell me. And they couldn't give me information, but they, they told me that because of what he did, uh, some of the charges he got could hold up to 10 years. So well, we, we've got about a minute and a half, two minutes left here, Michael. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, before we get into the next segment in the next hour. Tell us a little bit about this Heather Wade situation, because that, did you consider that the, the beginning of the downfall of L&M or was that just something else that tipped the bucket? I, you know, I did, but I'm going to be honest. I, I won't say it was the end because of her. I've learned a lot after she had left. I mean, I, you know, she had her faults, yes. Um, but she, nobody, I don't think people had any idea what she was going through behind the scenes as well with these trolls. And uh, Neely was part of that as well, um, keeping her up to. You know, she'd get done with her show and he'd keep her up to you know, 10, 11 the next morning and she'd sleep. I just, you know, mind games. 
kind of thing. So she went through a lot. I'll give her that. Um, but I think she could have handled it better. Uh, I, I'll tell you when she came over, boy, the circus came with her. And so I would never want to go through that again. It was, it, it was insane. You want to talk about trolls? Uh, these people lived their life talking about you. I mean, like me, you know, uh, the network, you couldn't do anything without them following you there. It was, it was crazy. It's like if our went through that his whole career, I don't know how he made it. There's a lot of that in modern ufology, as I'm sure you know, and we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit tonight as well. You ever think that maybe you attract those kinds of people? Because I've thought that sometimes. I think I do. I think I do. Uh, I mean, this has happened to me since I first started doing radio. I mean, back when I was on blog talk radio, we used to get like 50 trolls would come in at one time and just try to crash the show and come after me. And I mean, and even then I didn't say the things I say now, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever change. I, I think we've become targets for whatever reason. And it's like people pass the torch. It's like, okay, I'm done with them. Here, you go after them. It's, it's, it's fun for some people. Michael Vera with us this evening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get more of the L&M story. Stay with us. The music, white, bad audio, Artie Gable at yahoo.com. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the free show archive on our website or the mini radio and podcast players available to listen to the Secret Teachings on, please leave us a review. Let us and other people know what you think of the show. Leave us a couple of stars. Leave us a sentence or so. If you visit our website, thesecretteachings.info, though, you'll also find our full show archive with all of the shows, the montages, my digital books, and you'll get those shows when you subscribe, advertisement, monetization free. You'll also get a private RSS feed and early access to the show when it is pre-recorded. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, it keeps The Secret Teachings on air Monday through Friday. And it allows us to do the research and gather together the details we need for each one of our shows and get guests on the broadcast a couple of times a month as well. Also on our website, Pro One Water Filters, our affiliate sponsor. Please check them out. Now is as good a time as ever to get a water filter. And we are also on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos, behind-the-scenes content, if you'd like to email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. We're also on Gab and Gitter. Although we're building an audience there, I don't use them very often. We're just kind of there. We are on facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can like us there and find us on Twitter at TST underscore underscore. That's double underscore TST double underscore radio. TST double underscore radio. In the last segment, in the last hour, you heard from Michael Vera, former LNM. WCET, and now he does his show, The Last Frequency, a show that him and I used to do on LM many years ago. He does that show Monday nights. I got Michael Vare on the show tonight because a lot of people have asked me what happened to the LM radio network. It was there for 15 years. They knew that toward the end I was an integral part of it. They also knew about the Heather Wade situation and the Art Bell situation. And what happened with LM as a result of Heather Wade. There were a lot of other things we discussed in the last segment, the last hour as well. A number of people that intentionally accessed the LM radio network by offering their services and then used their skills and technology and their 
their uh, incessant trolling, let's call it, to take down that network. Um, you know, regardless of what you think of LM or what you think of Michael Vera, what you think of myself or me having Michael on the show tonight, I wanted to get the story from Michael. I wanted to talk directly to to the source and see what he had to say about these things. And I, I think Heather Wade is probably one of the things I've been asked about the most. I, I thought things were, were going pretty smooth on the network at the time. And then Heather Wade comes along, and it, it, it should have been. It was supposed to be a better thing, but she brought a lot of Art Bell drama with her. Uh, Michael, can you please speak to the Heather Wade situation? Because, you know, good or bad or ugly, uh, you know, there's a lot of laughing and a lot of crying when Heather Wade came to L&M. And uh, it's kind of the Art, yeah. the Art Bell legacy that followed her, and, and that included a lot of, uh, a lot of drama. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, when, uh, when it was first suggested to me that they, uh, it was, uh, Daryl who came along and said, Mr. Neely, that is, uh, came and said, Hey, uh, Heather doesn't have a home. She's off dark mat. We should bring her here. And I immediately, I says, no, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Because you know, I, I'll be honest. I didn't like her. I didn't like the way she did handle her bitter radio. I thought she, I thought she tried to be too much like Art Bell, to be honest with you. Um, and so I said, no, no, no. Well, then I, you know, he got me on the phone with her and I talked with her and, you know, she was decent. And so I said, you know, maybe this could be a good thing. Maybe this will bring more people to L&M. Maybe, you know, it'll help us, the bottom bottom line, you know. And well, once she came, what a, what a nightmare it became. Um First off, just getting getting it set up where she could do the show, uh, we had problems there. Uh, people kept uh, attacking and knocking her off the air almost every night, uh, knocking her off the air, blocking it so she couldn't get back on the air. Whether they did it on her end or did it on our end, it happened. I now believe that it was Neely himself who was who was doing that, um, but I can't I can't prove that. But I, that's my hunch. And, uh, so she, I mean, she, I thought she would have been a good thing, but, uh, she started getting, uh, a little wacky. She wasn't showing up for her shows. Uh, she, uh, one day she just went ahead and went crazy on social media and started putting all these pictures of her and lingerie and all these things. And I said, what the, see, I didn't know the backstory to all that though. She did that because, uh, these guys hacked her personal email and they got a hold of these pictures and they were going to release them everywhere. So she was like, well, the hell with you. And so she did it herself. And that's what happened there. But she went through a lot. Um, but so did we. And it was really, t- I mean, I had, you know, hundreds of people a night asking, where's Heather Way? Where's Heather Way? Why aren't you letting her do a show? It's like, look, she's the one not showing up to do her show. It got nothing to do with me. And one night I hear her on the air and she's bashing L&M. She's bashing me, saying that I'm not letting her go live. And, well, that obviously pissed me right off. So, you know, I went back at her uh, and, uh, you know, hit it out the park, really. Uh, I mean, it wasn't hard. She was having a lot of issues. And to this point now, though, I do I do feel bad for her. She did go through a lot. I don't know what her whole backstory is with Art Bell and everything. I've heard things. I've heard different stories. So I don't know where that all lands. Um, did you feel I know that last I knew? I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the last I knew the bell family, the wife and the brother-in-law were not happy with her. They wanted her off the property, but she, 
she owned the house, so she's not going anywhere. That's the last I knew. I didn't know if she was still doing her show or not. I know her website was still up. I did, you know, uh, not long. It wasn't long after I did send once I learned the truth, I did send her an email and told her that, you know, I'm sorry. Things didn't work out. I'm not her enemy. I'm, you know, I apologize that things got ugly, but you know, she should have been more communicative. She should have told me what was going on. I didn't know if I had known, you know, I would have tried to help her, but I, I don't know how you help somebody like that. I mean, it's just, it was coming from every end, everywhere. Uh, Bell gab, L gab, there's all these different gabs. That <laughs> it's incredible. I remember Bell gab. I, I was actually on Bell gab and they had listened to a few shows that I did about this. Let's call it an incident that was taking place with Heather Wade on L and M. And uh, they were yeah. getting they were getting information from what I was saying, from what you were saying, and a, and a handful of other people. And one of the things that I remember, I was in the Bell Gab chat. This was probably three and a half, four years ago, because I was living in Tucson at the time. I'm living there again now, and I remember vividly sitting there in the afternoon one day, and I was on Bell Gab, and they had listened to my show, and they were talking about me. And then I heard uh, Art Bell's wife called in. And was like pleading with they were they were there's another there was a radio show they were, she was pleading please stop using Art's name to sell your show please and she, and again as you said she lived on the property so the last thing I heard from Heather Wade was March sixteenth two thousand twenty one it's on her website the Kingdom of Nye website that she just can't deal with the grief and that she's uh, she's pretty much done with radio now, I think her show still plays here or there or it's on her website but uh, that. I mean, that I think ended the the Heather Wade saga. It brought so much drama. And she was also behind. I don't know if you I'm sure you knew this, Michael. She was behind at the request and encouragement of Art Bell. I know this for a fact. She was behind the Storm Area 51 thing. That was not some guy on social media. She was behind that with Art Bell. That's right. They, those two had plotted that. I remember listening. I remember Art Bell wanting her to do it. He was going to support her in every way to do it, you know, because he felt like if you want to get your name out there, you know, you're going to do something big. And he was always like that. That's why he would do these, you know, remember the guy flying over Area 51 and all that. And I don't know if some of that was <laughs> real or just, you know, what it was, but it worked, you know, and but, but that was the era, and she tried carrying that on, and it's like it's a different era now. People are done with the bull crap, you know. They they, they want real, uh, you know, and yes. she, she wasn't being herself, and I think people could see through it. Well, I watched an episode of Ancient Aliens about that, and they were putting all the, the responsibility on this guy on Facebook. I don't even remember his name, and he did create a page for Storming Area 51, but the idea came from Heather Wade and Art Bell. I mean, I remember listening to them talk about yeah. this and seeing the posts on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember joking about it on my show, saying, well, uh, <laughs> we could kill two birds with one stone, you know. <laughs> so once she crosses the line, maybe they'll shoot, you know. But, uh, yeah, they, nobody got nowhere. I think there was a couple people who tried to, you know, uh, step over the line and they were like Billy Club down or something and arrested. But the, the, other- it, it doesn't take a lot to predict what was going to happen. It was basically an all night drug infused, alcohol infused rave party in the desert. Yeah, exactly. And it was a big publicity stunt. 
Yeah, you know, and Rachel, come down to Rachel, Nevada. They they made off on that because so many people came to that little town. You've never been to Rachel, have you? No, I went there for no. the fourth time about a year ago. And when I went there, they still had they had like a, they must have had a deal with some like I think it was was it Budweiser or Coors Light, some beer company. They had special like alien cans of beer for the storming area 51. So Rachel made a lot of money from that event. So they, they liked it, but I thought it was kind of an insult to ufology. It was kind of a, just a big gag that people took way too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And, um, you know, I don't know. She, like I say, she was, she was, she was following and not leading. And that was her downfall. And, uh, you know, near the end, she really got crazy. I mean, she really, you know, she was losing her mind, I think. Um, I, yeah, I felt I felt bad for her, too, at the end. I remember she had that one show where she said, I just I can't even print on this printer anymore because this is Art Bell's paper. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, this woman needs to take some time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I wonder I, I still there's a there's a big part of me that wonders what that history was. There's there's more than her just coming up and buying a house and. I mean, for her to be like that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not insinuating anything on our bell side, I guess, but I don't know. It's like they must have known each other for a while. Yeah. Or, or even that, she's a psycho. It's not necessarily any of our business, I, and I don't necessarily care to speculate, but I do remember, right. and I won't use the person's name, but somebody close to her that I knew and you also knew, I don't know if they ever told you this, told me that she told uh well, you're basically your network that her, her father was from Asia and I believe maybe Japanese and uh, her mother was American. And I thought that that could have been a twist on, you know, her father's American art bell and her, her mother's actually Asian because art bell, I believe does have some Asian children. And I thought that that was kind of an interesting little thing. That is interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, what a mystery, right? But I mean, boy, you, you think you get something like Art Bell handing you down the throne. Boy, yeah, I mean, a lot could have been done with that if it was done right. Yes, it could have. And in fact, we're seeing a very similar thing. I don't know if you know anything about this or even care to talk about it or it's even relevant, but we're seeing a similar thing now in, uh, in the case of Jimmy Church and get Christina Gomez girl comes out of nowhere, very young girl, college girl, no experience. And she just gets handed Jimmy Church's following to ask these softball questions to people like Louis Elizondo and all the UFO people that make the rounds. It's a very similar situation to Heather Wade. I don't know. Oh. What, I don't know what that's about. If it's created an echo chamber or I don't know, it's something that's, uh, I didn't know that. So what did he step down and from his fade to black, I guess it's called. No, he's, he's still, he's still fading up. He's still on the air, but he's, He's tra- he's tra- it's like he's doing what Art Bell did. He's like transferring a lot of it might just be we could speculate all day. It's not really my place to speculate, but it almost feels like because Jimmy Church got a divorce or he's getting a divorce and there was a lot of speculation as to why that was. And then here comes this very young girl who suddenly has all this following because of Jimmy Church. She's following on his guitar strings, as I've said, and it just feels yeah. It feels very weird that there's something going on there and that you can get that kind of following overnight in a field that takes decades to get that kind of following. It, it was just, it's weird and it felt so much, it feels so much like the Heather Wade Art Bell situation. 
Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like it, you know, and you get this. I, mean, I don't know, any, any, when people get involved with coast to coast, it's like the demons get in them. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you know what coast to coast told me one time? I talked to one of their producers, and, the, and she was so nice. They're very nice, but she said, I, we can't have you on because we can't, quote, sell what you're talking about. She said, you need to, like, create it into a more hyperbolic package so that we can sell it. Otherwise having a conversation isn't, isn't, isn't sellable. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they had me scheduled. I was going to be coming on for a Halloween show. Uh, and then when it come down to it, I didn't get no call and I'm listening. They, they said, Oh, they sent me an email and said that they decided to just go open lines. And they were going to have a guest that night. Well, it turns out they did have a guest that night. It was Bill Bean, uh, was on there for an hour. And I'm like, so they they threw me out for Bill being fine, but they didn't even, they couldn't even tell me. <laughs> I mean, he is more interesting than I am, but still. <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, Jim Mars actually, I think he, Jim Mars told us this on air. He said, you know, he used to be on coast all the time and he'd have the little piece in his ear. Someone would be yelling at him. Don't mention the bushes. Don't mention George Bush. Don't mention the Bush family. <laughs> yeah. He says, I wasn't even allowed to talk about Bush. They banned me on coast to coast. <laughs> Well, uh, yes, indeed. so, so let, back to Heather Wade, uh, uh briefly, D- did you feel, you feel regret in letting her come onto the network? Do you feel that, you know, it was still the right to the decision at the time and, and, and now you're, you're just okay with it. Do you regret it? What, what are your feelings on that? Um, I, yeah, there's some regret. Um, I, you might, I should have went with my initial feeling and that was no. Uh, and I don't regret it because of her individually as a person. I just, I, I regret it because of the circus that came with it mm-hmm. and, and the opportunities that opened for people like Neely and, and others to infiltrate really hard. And, uh, uh, so, so that's where my regret comes from, but yeah, you know, I, I leave these, some of these stones should just stay where they are. You know, don't, don't turn them over. Just well, leave them be. She was wonderful. This is this is probably a small stone for you. I, I honestly don't think that you had anything to do with this. I'm just curious. I think this probably takes you out of the hot seat. Uh, Katie Neely messaged me on September 10th, and I believe this was 2017, 18. And she told me, actually, I remember talking to you about this. You told me you knew nothing about it. She told me that you, me, like she said, you are being removed from the network because you, you haven't returned your contract, which she told me I didn't need a contract. I was grandfathered in and you, <laughs> yeah, you, right. your show's not live, which they told me pre-recorded would be okay because of the art, uh, because of the art bell, Heather Wade situation. So she kicked me off the network. Did you even know anything about that at the time? I didn't know about it until it was already done. And at that point they were giving me, they they, they were sending me what they wanted me to see. They were sending me basically you giving them a piece of their mind and they're telling me, oh, this is, he's just gone crazy. He's, he's, he's calling us names and da, da, da. And I, you know, so no, I didn't know that they kicked you off until they did it. And, and half the time, Ryan, I didn't know when they brought somebody on until I'm listening. And all of a sudden I hear a show going and I'm like, who the hell is that? They didn't, they weren't even consulting me when they were bringing people on and, and putting shows on the air. And like half the people he brought on, I didn't even agree with. I thought they were like, fakes uh and i didn't want nothing to do with them anyways were you too and so were you too focused on your show and or heather wade to, to do i mean because it was your network or did they just have i mean they had access to everything anyway but w- speak to that please 
Well, yeah, absolutely. I was not focused on my show and really focused on trying to um, make it financially work again because uh, at the time, I mean, we, we were getting, I was starting to get into a hole really financially uh, with, the, you know, the house that I had and everything. And so I had a lot on my shoulders that I was trying to deal with. And, um, I think it, no, it was later. My grandson died, uh, as well. But I mean, I had, you know, I had a lot going on and it just, it just kept, the dominoes kept falling. You know, um, my landlord had died in the house that we, me and Autumn were renting. And, uh, when she died, the kids took it over. Her kids took it over. They raised the rent like a few hundred dollars right off the bat, trying to get us out because they wanted to sell the house. Meanwhile, I got the Neelys, you know, I'm I'm screwing everything up. So I'm not making a dime. You know, he would tell me, Oh, uh, Oh, Hollywood, we're going to get Hollywood people. on." I was like, I don't want Hollywood. people." That's exactly how he talked. That's exactly how he talked. Yeah. 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 And it would drive me nuts and he just wouldn't listen. He'd get drunk. And one night Katie sends me a picture with her black eye. And uh, while I'm on the air, she tells me, Daryl just beat me up and he broke the door down and da-da-da, scared the children. And and I thought, well, no, nah, I can't put up with this. Because I remember um, Belgab was putting out um, criminal records on him. And he kept saying they weren't real, that he didn't have any domestics. So mm-hmm. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I figured trolls, you know it turns out they were right. They were, the information they were actually putting out was true. And so that's what I told them. I, I can't work with you. It's, it's bad for my image. I mean, uh, you know, they're going to put out there, Hey, Michael Vera's working with a, a, a woman beater. I just can't do it. So there's a lot but, of, no, that. they made a yeah. lot of without me. There, there's a lot of that in ufology today. I mean, there's another guy, uh, Billy Carson, same thing. There's arrest records on him and he just denies that, those are even pictures of him, you know, with head sh- uh, headshots at the police station. There's a lot of that in ufology. I don't, why, why do you think that is? It's kind of a separate subject. Why are there so many like literal criminals in ufology or in the paranormal? Like l- people that are literally like they've been accused and convicted of fraud, of 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 opening up, you know, foundations to just take money and defraud people, of of scamming people, of of just openly lying, of beating people and and being arrested for it, their wives. Like, there's so much of that in ufology. Is that just the world around us, or is there something weird about UFOs and the paranormal that just brings out the worst in people? I I think it's just a good escape. They can, you know, they can blame the aliens. You know, well, it's not my fault. You know, I was getting probed when I was six years old. You know, uh, it's not my fault. You know, the aliens have put a chip in my mind yeah, and just, well, you know you know stories so they they got i think i think it's a good i don't know and they can scam people because let's face it people are so gullible they fall for these things they'll pay endless dollars for these false stories that's you know that's actually yeah in fact i i think that's almost almost a good segue to the next segment we have a little bit more time here left but that makes me think of stan romanek remember stan romanek with the kitty porn oh yeah yeah and yep. yep, and then he, <laughs> he he worked with uh, J Three Films, and they have a couple of different videos they've put out. One of them is the documentary on Stan Stan Romanek. He made up the whole alien looking in my window. He had kitty porn. He was convicted, and you still have top names in ufology today that are working uh, with uh, companies like J Three and other companies and other people that have also been convicted of fraud. I mean, it, it's so rampant. I don't. I don't think that you've probably heard, you know, much of me over the years, Michael. But we've been talking about some of these people by name 
having, you know, been to conferences and met people. And we, so we've been discussing yeah. these cons and these frauds for a long time here on the show. And it is, it's almost getting to the point now where you can't trust any of these people, anybody selling you a UFO alien story. It's like everybody is just trying to make up a story so they can get that, that little bit of, of fame and that little bit of money before people find out that they're, they're making it up. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, you're not kidding, man. I mean, it, it's gotten hard, really. It really has. It's gotten hard to do this kind of radio nowadays because it, it, it is so full of BS and scammers. And you're right. You can't trust anyone. And I don't trust anybody anymore. I, I used to be very trusting, but I learned my lesson. And, uh, you know, everything from fake time travelers that I've dealt with. <laughs> I remember the fake time know, travelers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, John Teeter too, which that guy is so phony. It's not funny. I mean, I had his real name, the other book he published. It's like, well, if you're a time traveler, you know, and I even got his, his, his payment receipts from Amazon. Uh, those were released to me and, and I, I showed, I said, well, here's your name, your real name. I mean, these are your payments. I mean, you know, Oh, don't do this, Michael. You don't want to do this. Well, I did do it. And, you know, I exposed him on the air. I've done that a few times. <laughs> maybe, but maybe. I think that's what makes me so unpopular with some. That's why the trolls and so on. And, you know, they send their, their, their troops after. That's, you know, that's interesting. Again, we could probably discuss this in the next segment, too. But I had a, I had a show. I think I was still on L&M, actually. This was the afternoon. I remember I was in Tucson. I was in, I had just moved and I was doing a show on L and M and I mentioned something. I had my co-host and friend Mike D on the show and oh, yeah. we, we were discussing something. Oh, we, I know what we said. We had, we had audio clips of it. We said, you know, it's kind of wrong. I think for Laura Eisenhower to use the name Eisenhower when her real name is Bradshaw. And she said that on, on audio, like she's, she's acknowledged that it's not like a secret. And so we had some yeah. nut job in the L and M chat room contact Eisenhower and then she did like a video or something, some audio. And she, she tried to, you know, she accused us of all kinds of things. And I remember that you remember that. Yeah. And then she, and then there's like trolls that just come after you. How dare you say that about Laura Eisenhower? It's like, she said it. I didn't say it, but they've got like teams of people that just come after and tear everything down. When you try to talk about things like that who these people really are. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I agree. She shouldn't use the name if it's not her real name. I mean, again, that's what I mean. There's so much fraud and I don't know what her deal is. I, my, my suspicions say it's not all it's cracked up to be, but who knows? Um, and I, I used to have her on the show. I, I, you know, I do a lot of shows now. I might have a guest for an hour sometimes now, and I just do the rest myself. Um, just because I'm just so sick of the BS. It's like, <laughs> it gets old. That's that's how I feel too, Michael. I actually pulled up the, the Skype here. Uh, Daryl Neely told me a couple of years ago, he said, all right, you're going to be doing 12 to 3 a.m. Studio A. And then like the next day, I get a message from Katie telling me, you're off the air because you promised to go live from 12 to 3 and you've only given us a pre-recorded show. And then I go back, I'm thinking, well, Daryl just told me it's pre-recorded. And then they kicked me off the network. I don't know if all, both of these people were on drugs, but you know whatever's going on in ufology and the paranormal and late night radio, it, it's not good and it's not love and light. This is it. They just it tears down everything: networks, people, relationships, etc. 
Michael Vera with us this evening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the, the untold story of L&M tonight on the broadcast. We'll get into more with Michael, maybe some current events and some other things in the last and final segment here in just a moment. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Michael Vera, our guest this evening here on The Secret Teachings. We're getting the inside untold story of LNM, the LNM radio network, and the Heather Wade saga that I guess for some people is continuing despite the fact that she's not doing radio as far as I understand anymore. LNM was on the air for 15 years and through a series of either Poor decisions, good decisions that turned to be poor, and of course, 
con artists and fraudsters and others that chose to rip the network off and hack into Michael Vera's computer and delete a lot of his information. Uh, regardless of what you think of L&M, regardless of what you think of Michael Vera, regardless of what you think of me having Michael on the show, no hard feelings for me tonight. And regardless of what you think of uh, late night radio, regardless of what you think of Art Bell, there's a lot of information here that's I think pertinent to know if you enjoy late night radio, especially if you enjoy the history of late night radio and you enjoy these subjects of ufology and the paranormal. And we touched on it a little bit with Michael in the last segment. And that is you look at people like Jim Mars and you look at people like Graham Hancock and we can name hundreds and hundreds of names, people that are very, very good researchers, very, very good journalists, people that are, at the forefront of their fields. And then you get people that literally make stories up in order to obtain either fame or fortune or to feed their ego or to do all three. And that irritates me and that frustrates me and that makes me angry because there is so much unknown and so much mystery and we don't need to compound the mystery by adding stuff to the mystery that makes it more complicated and more difficult to to get to the bottom of. And you've got so many of these people that, you know, we talked about Stan Romanek, the guy that got convicted of uh, felony possession of child pornography. You've got people like Billy Carson, who is running, well, he's running that raffle right now, but he got, he's, I think he's convicted of fraud. His wife's also convicted of fraud. You've got people like Corey Good who I mean, you play the reverse speech of that guy, and he just he says in reverse speech, the con is big, the con is big, making up stories about blue chickens and blue birds. And you guys got so much of this crap, and for some reason that's apparently what people are attracted to. I guess the bigger the lie, the bigger the, the, the story, that's what people want to throw their money towards. Um, I don't know about you, Michael, but for me it's, it's disheartening to see, even though it's always been there, it's disheartening to see how easy it is to make a story up get on a radio show, make money, and then disappear. And everybody seems to want to believe it for some reason without asking for any proof. That's that's always irritated me. and That's always frustrated me. Oh, absolutely. It frustrates the hell out of me, too. And originally, I mean, really, that's why I, I got started getting into radio myself. I just got so sick of all the stuff I was hearing. It's like nobody's no one's holding these people accountable. Nobody's, you know, putting the fire to their feet. A little bit. And, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, how many times has Wilcox said one thing or another and never comes to be and nobody holds him accountable for it? He'll give you some excuse. Well, the aliens changed the timeline or some dumb thing he'll come up with, you know, and, (laughs) uh, you know, and people will go back the next time he says something. I mean, I had a guy who's told, uh, telling me about a time traveler. And so he's giving me some dates and stuff and some things. And I said, well, the first time something don't happen, I don't want no excuses. I'm done with you. You know, it's like, uh, cause oh, that's the first thing they'll tell you. Oh, well the timeline changed. Oh, did it? You know, can you prove it's it? Very convenient. I, these people all go to conferences. Why, why aren't folks like, you know, like me, I've seen UFOs. I've seen these crafts in the sky. Nobody's asking me about them. But, you know, these other guys, they claim, oh, yeah, I've been on them. They come pick me up every night at 10 o'clock, and they give me all the information for the world, and you guys could pay me, and I'll give it to you, you know? Oh, it's a, you always have to have some kind of financial transaction before you can get the information. 
Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the ETs, they're interested in money and apparently God needs money. Everyone needs money. <laughs> I, I went to uh, I went to a conference, Michael, and, and I don't necessarily know the guy, so I honestly can't speak to him as a person. I, I have seen some, you know, I would say shady things he's done in person. But I saw, you know, the Stephen Greer uh, CE5 protocol presentation. Have you ever seen one of those? Um, I've seen like, uh, I, I watched probably like a half hour of one of those ones. It was just, I couldn't take the time out to sit there and keep watching it. But yeah. Yeah. That's how it was for me. I walked in and then I, some woman got dragged out of there. Like, uh, I saw so many people get physically like pulled out of the Wilcock talk. Uh, same thing though with, with Greer and he's just selling lasers. And I'm thinking if I point a laser at the sky and these are expensive lasers too, um, if I just look at the sky without pointing a laser, I'm going to see shooting stars. I'm going to see satellites. I'm going to see, you know, the space station at one point or another go by. And and if I shine a laser in the sky and then I see something go by, that's not because you called a UFO. That's because there's always things going by. And that, that bothers me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, something else, Brian, they, you know, all these people have been coming out with these, they got these night vision goggles and they're, Oh, there's a, there's alien wars going on in the skies in the night sky. So I I got a pair, um, and I'm telling you what I don't know what sky they're looking at because I'm looking up in the sky at night with these things and they're excellent. They're military grade, and you know I see some satellites. Occasionally you'll see some kind of craft floating by or whatever, but uh, and shooting stars. You see a lot of that. I don't see no UFOs shooting lasers at so, each other. So you, you heard it here on The Secret Teachings. According to Michael Vera, there is an alien war going on in heaven, and if you have the right goggles, you can see it. So you, you're, you're, <laughs> you're selling those goggles, right? The, the night vision you have don't work, but you have another company that does sell the goggles where you can see the space war. Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah, they're on YouTube, you know. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, you know, and then, and there, there's, uh, there's some out there who actually – sell that to you know the people will pay money to go and look through these goggles at these conferences and stuff and i mean it's fun and they'll be told it's fun but it is but they'll tell them the wrong information they'll say oh that right there that was the star fleet command you know and really it's just a space <laughs> station flying by, you, <laughs> you i don't know if you ever heard this story but when i went to east city you ever heard my east city story I should ask you that i don't first. think i have Oh man, I went to East SETI. I was actually in a chat room uh, on. I don't ever get onto YouTube, but I watched Stephen Cambian the other night. Uh, actually, last night, uh, the second of May, he did a stream about uh, Christina Gomez and Jimmy Church. And I was in the chat room, and I actually was talking to somebody who was there at East SETI with me. They remembered me, and uh, they they reaffirmed what I had thought. And that was, first of all, we were sitting there inside this little hut where we were all staying. And uh, they're one of uh, James Gillen's people. I'm, I'm sure you've interviewed James, right? I Before, have, yeah. Yeah, James Gillen's people. James, he's always, he's a nice guy, but I just don't buy what he's selling necessarily. One of his people come in, and they're like filling up the girls. Anybody who has like short shorts on or a skirt, they get felt up with Rife technology. Oh. You know, so if, if they hold these two metal bars, that's a Rife machine, and then they get to put their hand up the woman's leg. So that was going on. And then we go out into the field at night and James Gillen's sitting there and his leg is shaking. And he's like, you see my leg shaking right there? They're like, what's going on, James? He's like, the, the, the Pleiadians are communicating with me right now. My leg is shaking. I was like, <laughs> Hand to God, Michael. 
Oh my God! See, I would they would make me leave because I would I'd have to call some BS on that. I'd be like, <laughs> "Come on, man!" So this is they can travel through the stars, and this is how they communicate through your leg. <laughs> His legs just shake, shaking away. Well, there was a, there was might have been, been an even better one there, and I swear to God in heaven, this is exactly what happened. This wasn't James to his credit. This was some other people there. They wanted to believe so badly, so badly. I this sounds like I make it up. I'm, I'm making it up, but I promise you this is true. I'm sitting there and I hear there's another one over there over the trees. I'm, I'm kind of looking around because we're looking for spaceships, right? So he's like, oh, "There's one over by the trees," and I'm looking. I'm like, "I don't see anything by the trees." Like it's huge. It's this guy's serious. He's like, it's huge. It's over the trees. You guys don't see it. Give me the binoculars. And they're looking. And then it comes up and you, and you just, I don't know who this was, but it was so funny. You hear somebody, they're like in the background. They're like, that's the moon. That's not a spaceship. That's the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is what goes on at these things. That's why, yeah, that's why, you know, I've been to one conference and it was a MUFON conference here in Columbia. And I've, I've not made it to any other ones. And, and it's just because I know I wouldn't last long. It's like if, if we can't speak up and, and, and question these people without getting kicked out of them, I mean, what good is that? So we just got to listen to what they say, take it all in and, and believe it as truth because they said it. I'll give some major props to Contact in the Desert. I know the lady that runs that. She's very, very nice. And when I confronted Jordan Sather at that event, and, and he actually accused Contact of hiring me to harass him to keep his information from being, I guess, released to the public. And then he got, I think he actually got banned from that conference because of that. So to their credit, they actually got rid of that guy because of that crap. Oh yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. There's some good people who go to these conferences. There are good people, but you know, there's also infiltrated like a lot of other things with these phonies. And some of them, I think that they're paid by whatever ABC organization to, to, to alphabet organization or what have you to, to do this, to come and mislead people, well, make like, it sound like it's just a bunch of, you know, fairy tales. So I, I've actually, there's few people I haven't interviewed. One of them is Travis Walton. Personally, I've met Travis Walton though. He's a very nice guy and, and people think, well, okay, maybe he made up his story. Well, even if he did make up his story, I feel that there's a difference between him making up that story years ago and it's been, it's been consistent and yeah, he's made money off of it. He sold it. Maybe it's true. I, I tended to believe it uh, regardless of what you think though. I do too. I, 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 yeah, I tend to believe it too, Michael, but even if it's not true, even if it's all made up and it's all fake, there's a difference between that and what people like David Wilcock do. There's a huge difference. One, one is absolutely go ahead, go ahead. Oh no! I say absolutely. You're you're completely right, and uh, I haven't I haven't been able to interview Travis yet either. I had him actually scheduled one night. Something happened, of course, to the line, and we weren't able to do it. And he's a hard guy to get. Uh, he doesn't uh, unless he's at a conference. He doesn't really, you know, like to get out there and talk much. I guess unless you know, like I say, a conference or something like that, he will. But. Uh, it's hard to get him on a show. Well, I guess unless you're George Denari. <laughs> well, we've we've also heard uh, it, it, we've heard his story before. We've heard Whitley Strieber's story, yeah. and I mean, I've met both of these guys. They're both like genuinely kind, gentle, loving people. From the, impre- the impression I got from them, but there's there's so much more now, and there's so many more stories to 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 discuss and people to interview 
that these guys, you know, we've heard those stories so many times. It's time in a sense to move on, I think, to other things. Not that we forget about those stories, but there's other things to learn about rather than Roswell, 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 Roswell. Big event, but yeah. we've heard the story. Let's move on to something else is, is how I feel about it personally. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I think Roswell has been, uh, it's nice to talk about and bring up once in a while, but as far as doing full shows on that anymore, I mean, anybody that doesn't know about it, you know, by now, um, they're never going to. I mean, it's like, okay, so a craft crashed. Um, great. Now, where is it? Who's got it? What was in it? And was it real? We don't know. Now, Travis Walton, I absolutely believe that he's telling the truth. I think, the, you know, all these guys took lie detector time, you know, the whole story. I think it's one of the most credible of all the stories, one of the most credible. Um, and, you know, who knows? I could be wrong, but I, I tend to believe him uh, very much. Now, then you get a guy like Andrew Bishago who says that he's, you know, in the jump room. Now, you know, I don't discount him either, although I can't prove anything he's saying and i don't know as though he's taking any lie detector tests well, but there's also a difference uh, between like i like watching batman movies but i know that batman's not a real person i know it's an archetype right and if someone said hey you know batman's not real i'm not going to get offended and start defending batman as a real person and i think that's what happens with ufology a lot it, it might just be a a mythology if you will a story that's told and it's kind of fun it's not necessarily true. We don't know if it's true. Like the Eisenhower story where he goes to get the, you know, the dental work done and he supposedly meets with aliens. We don't know if that's true. It's part of the UFO mythology. But, we, you know, I don't know why people get like angry when you question, is that a true story? It's just part of the mythos. Leave it as is. You know, American Horror Story just did a whole yeah. half season on it. And I think people take that to be real. In fact, funny thing is, David Wilcock is now talking again about Eisenhower and JFK and I listened to this talk he did over the I think it was over the weekend with Mike Adams, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh my God, he's literally just basically describing the plot of season 10 of American Horror Story. I think he watched that, and that just became his new talking point. I think it's what a lot of these guys do. They watch sci-fi, and then that's the new story. Yeah, I was just going to say, that is what they do. They, they watch these wild shows and different things, and, and then they come up with, hey... I could go with that. Let me just twist it a little bit, you know, and that's what they do. Just, you know, I've tried to get him. I've, I've offered him to come on the show. I've offered uh, Corey good to come on the show. And these guys won't come on. They won't come on because, you know, they want people who are going to go along to get along, not those who are going to question and, and hold their, their feet to the fire. You know, that is, that is certainly true. In fact, uh, Stephen Cambian, uh, who, who talks quite a bit about this on his show, Truth Seekers over on YouTube, he discusses, uh, uh these guys basically, and, and I agree with him. It's basically, they create this little echo chamber for themselves. People like Louis Elizondo, people like, uh, who you just mentioned, Corey Good. They just go on each other's shows. They regurgitate and repeat everything and they refuse to answer questions. Otherwise they just live in a little echo chamber and they sell their, their wares and that's it. Well, well, right. And, you know, you've had some incredible guests on your show. I have as well. And, you know, if I get guys like, you know, whoever, like you mentioned uh, Jim Mars, we both spoke with him. I've talked with George Norrie, uh, Jesse Ventura, but I can't get David Wilcock to come on and talk about his <laughs> stuff. You know, there's got to be a reason behind that. <laughs> right. There's something there's something strange going on with these guys in uh, ufology. And no wonder people think that 
Well, I mean, for, for the, the amount of disinformation, willing or otherwise, that is dumped into ufology, it's no wonder people think, are these guys being paid to discredit this field of investigation and research? Because it, it feels like it's more than just chance and bad luck that these guys come in and get this following and start spewing this garbage. Well, they really are. They are one way or another, they're getting paid to, to do this, to make a mockery of, uh, ufology. And, you know, and some of the stuff that, I mean, I remember it wasn't long ago. I had these two, they were recommended to come on my show. I called them Pat man and, and Robin, Robin, your money. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, the, 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 it was a woman who wanted to be called Pat. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was a man who was posing as a woman. Um, he was getting a head start so, on the cultural trend, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, the other one, uh, was name was Karen. And, uh, this one, you know, you could cure everything by putting poultry and boiling water in the toilet and just, steam in your butt and uh that cures all disease but uh, she would claim that she goes out to saturn and she changes parts in saturn and uh she goes to the different planets and corrects things and i mean just nonsense absolute nonsense and people when i when i told them they weren't coming back on my show you know their followers get mad because mm-hmm. i don't want to waste my value but i mean it's my time too and i don't want to waste it on nonsense and that's what it was a bunch of nonsense who's the guy who had sex with the cat alien remember that guy who was that <laughs> i don't know the cat alien yeah i can't remember oh, that dude, guy's name not... i had someone on my show who claimed there was cat aliens i wonder if that's the same guy i mean i'm not disputing there aren't felines or amphibians that there aren't other kinds of aliens yeah. insects reptilians but I, I, I this guy yeah he claimed he had sex with uh, with a cat I mean, you could also have sex with animals when you take ayahuasca and you go into altered states of consciousness like shamans and other people do. That's just called being in an altered state. That doesn't mean that you've been abducted by physical aliens from another planet. That means you've either taken a lot of drugs or you drank a lot or something happened to distort your perception of what we call physical reality. Uh, And some of these people will go over their lives so much they actually start believing it. Uh, you know, and I think that's what happens with some of these folks in ufology. They're like mind controlled. They're, they're programmed. You know, this is your story. And I mean, before you know it, even they used to know it was a lie and they were going with it. And then that before long, they, you know, they're, they're defending it. Like it's the God's honest truth, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I think we should, I mean, for me, and I, I think you, you, you were like this too on, on L and M. Like I feel a responsibility when I know something, when I learn something like, hey, this person has been convicted of fraud. Do you really want to donate to their charity? <laughs> you know, I think that's yeah. a community service. That's not attacking somebody. It's not trolling somebody. It's like, hey, that person was convicted of fraud. You probably don't want to donate to them. They probably aren't going to be able to build a spaceship. You know, like Wilcock and all his insiders were claiming where they took tens of thousands of dollars from people. No spaceship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is what that was. That's really what irritated me when I was doing L and M and, you know, uh, trying to fund everything. And here I was struggling and you got idiots like Wilcott who are making up stories and, and people are just pouring the money on them. And it's like, what the hell? I mean, what's wrong with this picture? It's like, I used to say, you know, people want the wild story. They don't want the truth. And, uh, but the, the people who listen to us do want the truth. And so I was about to say when that, I yeah. find out some, 
BSing, you know, I'll hit them right on the air if I have to. I mean, especially if they came on my show and they BS my audience. And then I find out after that they're like a Wilcock. And then, you know, I had to have them back on so I can handle them with my audience as well. So, you know, it's like you introduce them to all your people who listen to you. You know, last thing you want is to have somebody on who's misleading them. And so you find that out torch your butt. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, Michael, we've got uh, plenty of time here to finish the conversation. I want to thank you, though, first for coming on the show. I don't know if it was maybe, maybe uncomfortable for you at first, but I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, no, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it was great talking with you and catching up. We haven't talked in a while. So, uh, you know, it's uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Is there anything else you want to cover? We've got like eight minutes till we have to bring up the music. Uh, I guess the only thing I'll say, I don't want to get into the whole, all the politics and stuff, but uh, I've been telling people, watch, uh, we're getting close to uh, the midterms. Uh, COVID's going to come back. It's going to be really bad, too. Maybe a bird flu. They got a bird flu in uh, China. Oh, yeah, bird flu in China. So what do you think? Do you think that uh, Biden or his handlers opened it up for Russia to go after the Ukraine, maybe to destroy evidence that they might have had on the Bidens? That's think, a, you think it had anything to do with that? Maybe. I, I mean, certainly possible. I don't necessarily think that Russia is in the wrong. I think that having NATO weapons pointed at you and having bio labs in your backyard in violation of international law, regardless of how bad or corrupt or evil the Russians are, I don't think that that they're in the wrong for doing what they've done. Plus, you've got fourteen thousand Russians that have been killed in eastern Ukraine in the last seven years since the U.S. and IMF yeah. overthrew the Ukrainian government. So I think. Russia's not necessarily right, but they're certainly not wrong. And it's uh, everybody has blood on their hands. Oh, I believe that, too. I, you know, uh, Ukraine, they, there's a lot of corruption there and uh, a lot of corruption with the United States and Ukraine. And, you know, uh, certainly Russia, I mean, look, they get blamed for every damn thing. Uh, it's like they're, they're like the country of Trump. You know, it's like any, anything that happens, it was Russia. Russia. If it wasn't Trump, it was Russia. Which is so, we, which you know, is weird warm. because Hillary Clinton was actually the one who did those backdoor deals with the Russians. The Uranium One deal, that was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, exactly. And then get the, and then they want to make a disinformation council of some sort. And, I mean, and who gives out all the disinformation? <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they accuse others of everything they're doing. And I don't know, sheep will fall for it. It's like they don't even think for themselves. It's crazy. It, it's, again, the same thing in ufology. We were just talking to somebody last night again, and they, they were talking about rumors of certain people in, in UF, I could call it ufology for lack of a better word. And I said, well, this is what happened to me. I went to a conference, and the same people I was questioning, they suddenly spawned a rumor that I was going to conferences to sleep with people. And I thought that's weird because... Pretty sure that's what these people are doing. I wasn't going to a conference to sleep with people, so they just make up a lie. They invert reality. They mirror what they're doing, and they project it on you. It's what they do in politics, the media. It's what they do in ufology. It's the same thing. Oh, well, believe me. Don't I know it? I get every time I've gotten to the point where if I'm in a relationship, it's best I keep it undercover because as soon as the, the trolls find out, you wind up on all kinds of dating sites and things and they try to cause problems in your life, you know, and 
so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, you go into conferences to sleep with people. They accuse you of that, and they're the ones doing it, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's that's how Feeling it works. people's legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, other, yeah. other than current events, is there anything about L&M, WCET, Vera, The Last Frequency, The Neelys, Heather Wade, Art Bell, Dark Matter Radio, where you and I, is there anything else that you would like to, to, to allow the audience to have some insight into? Um, I'll just say this for as far as Heather Wade goes, God bless her. I hope she's found her peace. Um, and apparently radio wasn't it. And, uh, you know, and, uh, everything L and M I don't miss it. It was a, it was a great run. It was, it was nice. Um, but it was time for something different. And, uh, you know, my show really hasn't changed much. It's just the name has changed, but it's a nice fresh start. And, uh, and, and I'm not, I, I, I've learned a lot through these 15 years. I learned that you got to be careful with everybody because there's always somebody out there willing to step on your neck to get where you are, even if you're not very far. So, um, you know, so, so all I could say, you know, Monday nights, I do my show 9 PM. Uh, I still cover the same stuff. Uh, you know, UFOs, uh, government conspiracy, real stuff, though. I don't just get into the nonsense. Uh, we get a little bit of it. You know, you can't help it. But, um, you know, other still take calls, still go live. I'd, I'd love to get back to it five nights a week again. Uh, but that's going to take some doing, I think, because, you know, what, uh, what just, you know, now making a, getting a paycheck every week, boy, uh, you know, it makes a difference. I, I bet so, it, I bet it does. Um, well, I yeah. guess, I guess the last question we've got about four minutes left here. The last question, uh, I guess could be a combination of, of different things that people have asked me over the years, but you know, being both big men here, there, there, is there any bad blood between us? People have asked me that quite a bit. Absolutely not. And, and Ryan, I'll do it again. I apologize for the nonsense that you had to put up with, um, not long ago. You know, it's uh, it's a shame that, that it even had to go there. I've always thought highly of you. Um, you're a very knowledgeable man and you do a fantastic show and you're no nonsense. And so, you know, absolutely no bad blood here. And I appreciate you having me on. Definitely. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that Michael. And also, I, I mean, I think I've said it on air before, but it's it's kind of a sad thing to think that you know you were on air for 15 years, and because of things, I'm, yeah, some things your fault. Everybody makes mistakes, but there are some things that weren't your fault, and uh, I'm I'm sorry that you lost all that after building. I mean, it takes a long time to build that up, so I, I feel the pain it if does. that's worth anything. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, I still get people every now and then, you know, I get people that write me and say, hey, I thought you were gone. I just found you again. So it's nice to. Hey, you like Alex Jones. Yeah, it's like Alex Jones. Yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know. He's still in there because he got kicked off everything. Oh, I know. He got kicked off everything. Then they're trying to bankrupt him, you know, Um, suing him for the Sandy Hook stuff. When let's face it, there was some shady stuff going on there, you know. But, I didn't mean to cut you off there, though. What what were you saying about L and M? Oh no, no, no! I was talking about uh, Alex Jones. They're trying to bankrupt him as well. Oh no, I'm sorry. Right, just right before that, I cut you off to say, kind of like Alex, just the way that pe- people people were finding you and not realizing you were still doing radio. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, they're they're they're. I get emails. You know, hey, I, I just found you. I thought you were gone, and you know, it's good to have you here. 
And so it's nice to be appreciated. Um, you know, I, I certainly know, no big ego or, you know, it's, it's just, it's just in my blood. I just love doing radio and I'm not going to stop because of somebody else. When I stop, it'll be because it's my decision to stop. So, well, again, Michael Vera, thank you so much for coming on, telling us a little bit about the untold, unknown story of L&M and subsequent other ventures. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, having the, the full discussion, everything, and not shying away from anything. I know that's the kind of person you are. And uh, Monday nights, the last frequency is where people can listen to you if they're interested, right? Absolutely. I also have a rumble. I got. I still have the YouTube, but I don't really do much there. You can't. You get banned if you do anything so i I use rumble for uh, my video stuff and uh hey and congratulations to you man how long you've been with the fringe now so things going pretty well so kudos to you guys appreciate it it's been uh, it's been a handful of years and for me this is like 11 going on 12 years of radio like six years professional so it's a long time nice don't let them take you down man keep doing what you do i won't you either michael michael vera lnm the untold story down in the secret teach Thank you so much, Michael. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. TheSecretTeachings.info, our full show archive, my books, our affiliate sponsor, Patreon, RDGable at Yahoo.com, TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. Please grab a book. Please subscribe if you want to continue to hear this show. Support us to keep us on air Monday through Friday. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Broadcast.